Lime, duh. Uh, 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 uh. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do it again, baby. Yeah. Wow, my voice is gone from SmackDown. Went to Raw and SmackDown two days in a row. That'll kill your voice. Anyway, hello. Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling, the podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I am your host, the host with an osh, Dan Black, a.k.a. Dunsky Black Kamara, a.k.a. Donnie Wrestling. Donnie Wrestling. A.K.A. Donnie Capri from that time I went to Italy. I love myself. Now shake those hips. And let your backbone slip. Pull up your pants. Goof. Ha. Raja. Yeah. I gotta tell you. You are one weird dude. Coming at you like Cleopatra, baby, baby. Gabba, gabba, wee. Gabba, gabba, wee. Gabba, 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 gabba. Uh, yeah, this girl, she is mine. And, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> 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 wow, someone has a new feature. Shock the system. Play two at the same time now. Hey, what up, Jabroni X? <laughs> Welcome back. We are back in action for your satisfaction with all of our spicy, spicy wrestling reactions. Man, let's get into it. Uh, hey, uh, ring the bell. Get going. Nice. Hey, before we get into uh, introducing my guest today, I just want to say. For, uh, to apologize to listeners, last week the recording cut out because our lights went out and we were attacked here in studio by the menace known as the cow hunter. And unfortunately, if you've seen the video on my Instagram, at Dan Black Attack, you can see it on there. I mean, you got to see it just to believe it. Uh, this man, this masked man threw Alex Newman off of the roof of the UCB Sunset uh, building. Yeah. And so he can't be here today, uh, but I just want to let everybody know that he is healthy. He's well. He actually checked himself out of the hospital and is not returning any of my call. So, but he's he's alive. So I don't know the extent of his conditions, but he's breathing. And uh, so uh, there's that. And I just want to say, Cow Hunter, the challenge is open to you. Del Close Marathon, 1.50 a.m., June 29th, Saturday in the morning, Friday night, Saturday morning, to challenge you to a, I'm offering you a Cow Heavyweight Championship match at the Del Close Marathon, and you've not accepted. So, uh, yeah, well, we're not going to let this mess up the podcast, because I got an awesome guest in studio uh, who's going to just keep things on track, and he's back here. Three years ago was your last time you were on yeah, this podcast. Yeah, tough guy to wrangle. I've been emailing you, and uh, wow, and, I just I you know yeah. I wanted to come back. Yeah, yeah, okay. And uh, Mr. Mike Carlson. Yeah, I'm back. I, this is three years ago. I did this podcast. It sounded way different. I sounded way different. My voice was much higher. I found like in three years, really? I felt like yeah, it was like the difference between 15 and 18. 
Dig but, back into those archives if you want to hear a higher-voiced yeah. Mark Carlson. And you, I know you do. I know everyone does. And you have an awesome podcast called Podcast The Ride. Yes. Where you uh, kind of talk about and review uh, theme parks. Theme parks and then theme park adjacent things. We did a whole 19 episodes on City Walk last year. 19 episodes on City Walk? Yeah, daily. Wow, we that's did. my style. Eight-hour eight podcast. Yeah. So 19 hours on the City Walk. We're going to do a Downtown Disney thing this year. I love uh, it. So we do, yeah, adjacent stuff. VR, hologram shit, all that, you know. That's great, man. So, yeah. Uh, hey, and as always, in studio, we have uh, a new addition to the team. First Lady of Cow in studio, new L.A. resident, Aaron Finnerty. What up? In studio. Pray and, for Newman. Yeah, I know. Hey, yeah, Newman. Tragic. Pray for Newman. And uh, the, uh, the engineer... Uh, unfortunately, the Canadian dream slash my Canadian nightmare. I know Schmigadam. Bienvenidos. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, was there? Uh, this is what I want to ask you first before yeah. we get into all the spicy wrestling action. Of course, yeah. Um, uh, I heard talks about a WWE theme park at one point. Mm. There's but been, the, yeah. I, I've heard that <laughs> it never too. Came to fruition. It never came to fruition. Where would it be? We yeah. It'd be Orlando. If Orlando. I mean, there's talk. The most recent talk I've heard is the Hall of Fame is Orlando City Walk, but that's never that's not come about either. There right. was a building out that's going to be the NBA Experience, um, but that people were like saying, "Oh, maybe there is where the actual physical Hall of Fame would go." Oh. So I have heard the theme park stuff too, but I really haven't done enough research into where those rumors came from, right? Or what placements? But yeah, I mean, there's been a history of wrestling in theme parks. You know, with Disney's MGM Studios, was they would do old uh, WCW there, right? And then they Impact Zone is like right at Universal Studios. Right. So there's a there's a connection there for sure. Yeah, I heard. Uh uh, like Samoa Joe sometimes used to get slimed randomly mm. back in <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just once in a while. All I remember is as a kid, it'd be like Nickelodeon. They, mm -hmm. they would say, like, you get a trip to Universal Studios. Yeah. Like on all the Nickelodeon shows. And I'd be like, I gotta go there. They'd show the building. Mm -hmm. And I'd just be like, that is like the mecca of mm -hmm. fun. I need to be there. <laughs> and then when I got there, very disappointed. <laughs> very yeah. Disappointed. Well, it's not even there anymore. <laughs> Was it at least still there when you went? Uh, I mean, I just went to like the, the park. Oh, yeah, but I yeah. mean, like, it was still said Nickelodeon, because now it doesn't yeah. say Nickelodeon Studios anymore. It's I had, like, all, it's, the orange top. Yeah, yeah well, at least there's that, because now it's just a blue building. Oh, yeah. It yeah, it's very sad. Uh, yeah. But don't I, they have a hotel, a Nickelodeon hotel you can stay in? They do, yeah. there's a. That's where they moved the... Do you remember when they did a time capsule? Remember they put, like, a time capsule, like, 20 <laughs> years ago, Nickelodeon? Sure. They moved it over from the studios over to the hotel. Mm. Yeah. So you can do that, cool. I guess. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway... By the way, uh, you could support this show. If you like the show, you like what we're doing, we are grassroots. Support us on patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. Get access to our bonus episodes and other awesome content. Uh, right now, we have our bonus episode for movies. We have a movie dissection of movies with professional wrestlers, and then we're doing McGruber, <laughs> which Hell has yeah. a bunch of wrestlers yeah. in it who get blown Spo up. Spoiler <laughs> alert, everybody. Yeah, it's a 10-year-old spoiler. Uh, <laughs> that's on you. Yeah, anyway, all right, Mike, so I want to talk to you, man, because yeah. I see, so I I feel like you're part of, like, you're part of, like, I don't have a term for the guys, but the term of, like, the the comedy marks, or the comedy sparks, or whatever, like, the people around UCB that I know who are hardcore wrestling fans, uh -huh. who I see, if I go to PWG, I know I'm, like, probably see Carlson tonight. 
You yeah, know what I mean? Well, I, yeah, that's true. I, that's interesting. I am interested in your perception of what that group is. Like, is it, because like, it's really, <laughs> it's, not big. it's not that big. It's mostly, yeah, people I've invited generally, like now, it's, and it's morphed over the years too. You know, Mitch and Weiger from Doughboys go a lot. Yeah, I'd say it's you, Mitch, Weiger, who's coming on the show soon. Mitch yeah. has been on the show. Uh, be like McCarthy, Vince Averill. Uh, right, but I see them. They they don't go in our group. We always yeah, we're not, very friendly with them, but right. they don't. I don't buy them tickets. So those are like two subgroups, like two different gotcha. types. Yeah, but yeah, those are definitely we're all in the same boat of Donaldson, like immediate Donaldson. Yeah, uh, but it could be it could change uh, Nick, from uh, night to what's night. Name? Uh, Monday. Monday goes sometime, well, a couple well, times a year. Well, I'm not friends year. with it at all. I just know that he was, I, I met him a couple times and he got married by The Rock and- That's true, yes. It just is, blows my mind. Wow. He's like a, mm-hmm. he's like a celeb to me. I don't know him, but he, to me, he's, if you got married by The Rock, you're a celeb. Do you want him on? I'll book him for you. I would love to have him <laughs> okay. on here. I gotta talk to him. I would talk to I'll do a full episode of asking him about getting married by The Rock. He did a web series with Chris Jericho too. I've never series. seen that. I got to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. It was just Monday. It is stars Monday in Jericho. We got to get Monday in here. You got to get Monday in here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, see, you know, it's a bunch of people. And then also the world is exp- out here as wrestling is going through whatever it's going through mm-hmm. now. This weird like lull boom. Like we're in like the, the eye of the tornado. Like yeah. the, we're in the com- uh, the calm before the storm. Uh, whatever metaphor you can conjure up for. Sure. It's calm now, but going to get crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm getting texts from everybody being like, uh, yo, when are you going to the next wrestling man? I want to come. Uh, mm-hmm. My buddy Ellie Glazer, uh, I heard Eugene Cordero text me today. Like, people are like, I, they want, people are like, I, I, they could feel that wrestling is, something's happening. Yes. You know? So I feel like it's going to get uh, uh, kind of nuts, but it is crazy because, like, I was at SmackDown yesterday and, like, it's pretty empty. Uh, for a SmackDown. Right. Like, there's yes. a lot of people there. The building is, like, mostly full, but I'm saying, like, you know, when I think of any WWE event, seeing a section empty is shocking to me. Yeah. Like, well, especially when I was a kid, it'd be like. The 90s, yeah, from the 90s when it was like a house show was full. Right. I did. I went to a house. I did go to the house show in Anaheim because right. the theme park connection as well. I was down. So I went there and yeah, I mean, Makes I know sense. house show. Uh, the full, the top were, that was empty there. And, right. But the, I mean, the audience was happy. Very excited to be there. No, the and, shows, these shows were great. It's, I, I even hate starting off on a negative note because I have so much positive to say about two. I just two of my favorite wrestling watching experiences of my life in a row on a Raw and SmackDown that I kind of last minute went to. Yeah. And about Raws and SmackDowns are like, right now, no one cares about Raw and SmackDown. And just being there live, it puts it in perspective where you're like, fuck, man, that was a good time. Like these guys, like WWE, whatever you want to say about WWE, these guys have a machine and they put on a show. Yeah. You know, like even like Otis was like heavy. I was watching a front row heavy machinery match and you watch Otis and you're like, this guy's hilarious. Yeah, but on TV, best. I'm like, all right, time to skip my own through Otis. You know sure. what I mean? Well, yeah, because live, we when I was, I this you were very close, I saw in the photos, yeah. which does not hurt when you're at a live hey, event. Baby, it doesn't uh, hurt. It doesn't hurt. I was also pretty close though at this Anaheim House show. Yeah, you're fourth always close. Row, That's pretty good. Uh, pretty good, but yeah, I mean, no matter what. Um, well, this is my first time. I just want to say this is my first time sitting truly front row uh-huh. at a TV taping, like right over yeah. the barricade. I, I, I've been front row at house shows before, like where like there's a seat empty and then we can kind of slide sure, in yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and I've been like fourth row a lot. You know what I mean? This is my <laughs> yeah. first time truly like 
leaning on the padding. And then, yeah. like, literally, Seth Rollins did a suicide dive into me. Like, wow. his Great. face came to my <gasps> face, and the wall went back. And I, like, I, like, I easily could have got hurt. Which, by the way, I don't know how they, like, they don't, you think about, they don't even come over and go, like, listen, guys, like, you're in the splash zone here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you might get right. wet. They don't even say shit. You know, like it's yeah. On the I mean, wrestling. at PWG, uh, well, you they kind of signal for everyone to get out of the way, even. Yeah, they don't do any of that at WWE. Right. They're just like it's on. It's the it, that's probably a Vince thing. He's just kind of like he's like uh, you know your job. You you stay. You, you the people are safe. They, mm-hmm. you, right. It's your job, which I which I respect a lot. Yeah, but it's still not. There's no guarantee. But the difference on being like on the padding and like being able like when a wrestler's on the ground, you look over and you just see them laying right oh, there. Yeah. You can't even get that in the second row. No, it's unbelievable. It's yeah, amazing. that but, is it's crazy. And also the craft of it. I feel like I never watch WWE the same way I watch PWG. Like when I'm watching something, like I've been very PWG. Everybody's close, right? Like it's not, it's yeah. not that big. You, I, I'm watching that like for the craft. There's something about WWE where I'm not watching it for the craft of wrestling because it's more of a show. But when you're, I was that close, I was watching like the Ziggler Xavier match, and I was like. This is this match is like this is high level. Right for you forget WWE is also high level wrestling. Well, yeah, because if you're live, you're just enjoying the performers. You're really focused on as opposed to the presentation and what the announcers are saying. So when you're True. actually there, because right. because I love there's so many people in WWE I like. Anything I would gripe about is very rarely the wrestlers themselves. Like no. that's not what I'm ever griping about. And you know, and I've heard that is like you know like wrestling fans love to complain. We know that. Um, sometimes, and, uh, sometimes the complaints are like lazy. Like I've heard people (laughs) shit on WWE talent and I'm like, the WWE roster is insane. Like what? It's not the talent's fault. It's uh, a, a lot of the writing is very bad. And also we're also in the classic lull time of year. Like I saw some articles saying, yes, SmackDown ratings are low, but like they've been worse before also. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I forget. Yeah, when when the ratings have been worse, I know they're yeah. really bad supposedly lately. Yeah, no, they're bad. But I also don't care about. Like I'm watching this shit forever. Well, I don't care I about love the ratings. ratings, and I need them to be high. For I need me those to watch. That's where you and I disagree. Yeah. You're a big ratings mark. I am a fucking ratings mark. <laughs> yeah. I won't watch Raw unless the ratings are over three point zero. Yeah, you actually have a like you've rigged your TV right where it, your TV mm-hmm. won't even turn on to USA Channel yeah. unless you there's two million viewers. I love ratings. I love like Trump. I love ratings. Yeah, that's all what I'm into. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so wait, you're saying you were? The, I interrupted you. You said you were like in the fourth row for something in Anaheim, maybe. Yeah, how show in Anaheim this uh, last Saturday? Right. How's uh, that? It's fun. I mean, it's fun. It's yeah. fun seeing everybody up close. Every it's you're. I like superheroes. You're seeing superheroes front row. Like it's great. It's, yeah. And yeah, you don't get a chance to see all of those. Like I get take you take it for granted now. All the people I see at PWG, even though they're all going to be signed and gone in two months. But like, yeah, you don't get to see all those people. And you go, oh, look at Cesaro is jacked. I you get be, that yeah, fun. You get the fun. You see everybody up close, and they're real, and it's it's great. Some of the, I I feel like height is the big thing I notice in person. Sure, is like a lot of these guys are way bigger. Like I was looking at the B team; they were walking by me, <laughs> yeah. and I was partying with the B team last night. <laughs> and uh, those guys are massive. <laughs> yeah, like Bo. Yeah, I always think of him as like some like schlub, and you're like, no, he's like a huge guy. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, Phoenix of the Lucha Brothers. I saw him. Not in full gear once, and yeah. I didn't recognize him. Not just because he had a mask on, but I was like, "This guy." I was like, "Oh, that guy's jacked." Yo, and, then, and then somebody was like, "Oh, yeah, that was Phoenix." And I went, "Oh, I think of him as a skinnier guy." Right? No, Phoenix is mad jacked. Have you ever He's seen crazy Penta jacked. without the girdle? 
Um, I think I have. I can't think of. I think I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really want to. See, I'm a huge Pento fan, and I uh, uh, okay, I don't even know what to call him anymore, right? Because he was Pentagon Junior, right? Well, he's Pentagon Junior. Then he was like Pentagon Dark, and now he's Penta Shadow um, El Zero El Zero. I guess I don't know. Yeah, but anyway. He seems like he's got the he's got the uh, the old grandma Talik uh, physique. Yeah, the he, Talik physique. He's, he's one of <laughs> he's one of the best. And I used to be so scared of him too because yeah. he's got such scary mm-hmm. face. Paint. I love it. It's so mm-hmm. scary, so scary. And then the first time he did PWG, I remember I was like, obviously you're very close there. And this was in Reseda, and I was like, oh shit, there he oh, he's gonna kill me. <laughs> and then like the more right. I sort of see of him on social media, I'm still just as big of a fan. But I'm like, I feel like you're not as scary of a man underneath yeah <laughs> and not yeah. just because of uh maybe his physique but the metallic physique the metallic physique yeah metallic. Uh, the uh yeah but uh i uh I, I just felt like when i was at these wb shows i was looking at the whole operation just the amount of guys the manpower and I was like, man, yeah. AEW, you guys got your, you got your fucking work cut out for you. Just just on just on like guys on headsets a lot. Like, can right. you can you afford that many headsets? Like, uh, like I think they'll be okay on headsets. <laughs> I think Tony can pony up the. I don't think Tony's got enough headsets. He, I mean, he's got auto parts, but I don't know if he's got Tony. Uh, they can convert some of the auto parts into headsets. I'm sure there's there's a way to do it. They have a factory. They yeah. can change it around, right? They uh, have to. But I also. Literally, like, this is the first time I've been in a wrestling show where I could communicate with the wrestlers and they would listen. Sure. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> right? Like, I literally, <laughs> well, I said to Ziggler, Ziggler had a, a chair, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, uh, all right, I'm recording this for the cops. And he's like, he signed a waiver. <laughs> that was funny. I saw that. And then he, uh, and then I said, like, Xavier. Give me a pancake. And then he just hit me like with a pancake, like heard me. It was like, this guy needs a pancake. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this is like, how would you not have had a good time? It's like fantasy yeah, camp. It's what yeah. like, well, there's no, that could have been the worst show you've ever seen, but everyone's talking to you. Uh, yeah. And I did it two nights in a row. But here, here's one of the things I thought was like, one thing that like kind of blew my mind about wrestling, put it into perspective. Like, so I, I, I bring uh, the cow heavyweight championship to sure. the two shows because, you know, the champ. Extremely yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like, I had to take pictures with Kofi. The champs had to get together. So, mm-hmm. like, check out my Instagram. It's me and Kofi with the titles. Anyway, so, um, uh, but I'm carrying it, and there's part of me that feels like a little psychotic walking through the crowd. <laughs> oh, with a little? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's only, to be honest, for me, it's a small part of me. Sure. But my sure. shame levels are so, uh, low yeah. that, That's good, uh, actually. if I feel it at all, that means that. Other people probably had like a, a million. You know uh-huh, what I'm saying? Sure. So, so I'm, I'm like, fuck it. And also, like, I know some people work for WWE who are like in suits. So, uh-huh. then, you know, like, I, they come up, they're like, hey, Dan, how's it going? And I'm carrying the title. And you're <laughs> like, all right. So, whatever. I'm, I'm proud. Sure. No knock on it. But then I just see like, Ice Cube's son. What's that guy's name? <laughs> that actor? I don't know. He's good though. I don't know his the name. The one who plays? He, play, he played he Ice plays Cube Skype in the Straight Outta Compton. Compton. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great. And he was in, name. I just saw him in uh, that movie that was really good. Uh, that has a, a terrible title. Like, uh, Long Shot. Oh, like, God. a title that doesn't tell he's you at all what the movie yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. He's in that movie. So I'm like, I see him. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Yeah, yeah, O'Shea. Oh, yeah. yeah. This guy, 
He's got a fucking title. <laughs> he's like oh, on no the shit. shoulder, front row. You know what I mean? This guy's sure, like a big actor. Sure. He's got a lot of coolness. I you're love like, that. Right? Yeah. He's fucking got the the wing, you know, eagle wing title on his shoulder. Which, and you're oh, like, was that one? Yeah. It makes it like, cooler to me. Great. Yeah. You're like, what a great. Like that's just. You know what I mean? That is so cool. There's something like cool. Like everyone's trying to be fun. It's not just like safe, like I'm wearing the jersey of the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're, it's a bigger deal. Like you're bringing a prop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a lot. It's heavy. Yeah. It's a big, I, I, there is something good. The front row, I feel like I would feel much cooler with the title than if I was up in the stands. 100%. Yeah. With it, especially because I'm like, well, I'm going to be on TV. Yeah. It's gonna, I can do a lot of business with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah. be all over the network pay-per-view whatever you'd want to call it or whatever like that that makes a lot more sense to me honestly doing it in the front because like you're gonna be seen yeah that's what you're doing you're there to be seen you gotta bring the props you gotta bring the the props and then yeah then the people will constantly be noticing you did you see donaldson in the front row of double or nothing i did he was was he should have had a belt uh donaldson uh you know if you guys don't know, he's been on the show before, Justin Donaldson. The, truly the biggest uh, Mark I know. Yeah, uh, in term, probably, yeah. In, in terms of, and, and I, I use the term Mark so loosely, I almost forget that there's any kind of negative connotation. Yeah. With the term we Mark don't acknowledge. No, I love here. Mark. Like, I'm like, I'm a Mark. I love it. I yeah, want to yeah. get worked. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to, I'm, I'm trying, I'm in constant search to believe it's real. Um, I, I agree, yeah. There was one punch. Like during a match uh, on SmackDown, where I was like, I think he clocked him, and everyone's like, "Dude, shut the fuck up!" I'm like, no, he, no, I'm telling you, he <laughs> that was shoot, man, that was shoot. Uh, <laughs> but Donaldson, uh, he like he popped up, and I was like, "Of course, he's like in the front row." Yeah, the front row. It was yeah. Uh, he the was front row double or nothing. It's got to be. I can't even imagine well, these excitement levels. I don't want to. Were you there? It's, I was there. I, I, it's his story to tell, but he was supposed to be sitting with us on the other side of the of the arena, and then he got an upgrade. I'll just so I'll, I'll let him tell the story if he wants. But we yeah, can't he get was, a, any kind of sna- uh, an upgrade from where. Well, friend, friend, oh, we were we were in the same. We were on the aisle that Moxley walked down, which yeah. is very like we were right on the end. So Moxley walked right by us, and you can see us like j- jumping up and down like little yeah. marks. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. But um, you're a pretty calm, collected guy. Yeah, like, but I get excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mark out. <laughs> do, you, do you do? <laughs> yeah. I mark. You can see it on double and up. Have to check the tape on. I'm jumping up and down. I marked out. Let me think. I marked out. Then when Kyle O'Reilly came back at PWG, I remember Mark like jumping up and down again. There's there's a few moments I can remember when I really like lost control and like I really showed (laughs) right uh, my enthusiasm. Yeah, I showed it to everyone. Well, we'll get Donaldson here to tell that story. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, My shoulder hurts. Wearing this weight vest from, to work out now. Oh yeah, and it's like interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, all right. I want to tell you guys about my Roman Reigns uh, moment. Yes. At, uh, at uh, Raw. Okay. So I'm sitting pretty close. So like we've ex- covered. Hey, <laughs> <I, laughs> um, that's the whole point there. I just wanted to brag. All right. Okay. So uh, I'm sitting close. So the point where like when. There is a weird thing if you if you are sitting close enough, you know the wrestlers hear you. Like Shane was so yeah. close to me that like I literally could have said something that hurt his feelings. Like you know what wow. I mean? Like yeah, if I wanted to say like if I if I I don't I mean I don't know what I would exactly I, you know hang it up you're fifty like he would hear that and he would go home with that. Yeah, not that I would do that, but I'm just yeah. saying. So. Roman Reigns came out, and there's also, I was just like, I gotta boo this guy. I really don't like him. Like, I really, <laughs> I really, especially lately, I just, all right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, when he shows up, I'm like, all right, 
like a waste of air time. Here we go. So I'm booing him, booing, booing, booing. I posted about this on the page, booing him. And the woman in front of me is like, don't boo my man. <laughs> okay. Oh. And then I'm like, I don't think I said anything. I just go like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boo, boo. <laughs> and then she is just like, you can't boo him. He's a cancer survivor. And then I go, Ooh. I literally just go, uh, I go, well, I really like that about him. Is what I said. Like I nice. didn't know what to say because I didn't want to come at, at any. But then I just shut up. Like I actually felt like really. Bad. I don't like making people feel bad. That's yeah. not, not my goal here, except for Roman Reigns. But it was more like I was liking. To be honest, I'm watching like such a mark now. I was liking what Shane, the work Shane was doing on that segment. Like uh-huh. so, in the segment, like Shane's having like a fucking luxury uh, buffet. Yeah, a little shindig with the revival. With, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's got the revival who are now like they have nicer clothing now. Yeah, and they, you know, they're drew drinking like, yeah. uh, like cocktail glasses and stuff. Right, and they're like all the opportunists. It's like Elias is like the music, his mm-hmm. personal music uh-huh. enter- musical entertainer, and like Drew McIntyre's his enforcer. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, he's forming a nice like. He's like a, he's like a rich kid, yeah. Who's just like paying off the, the he's paying off the posse he wants around. Oh yeah. I was gonna avoid the Topical. reference. I was gonna say. Uh, yeah. So I, <laughs> I was, anyway, can make the connection. Yeah. Anyway, so I was like, oh, this is great work. And then Shane was on the mic, and he called him. He's like. He's talking about how hot it was in Saudi Arabia, and then he called himself Mr. Fahrenheit. Oh, God. And I was like, yeah, I heard that. I was like, I like this, because I like that he's kind of corny, because he's like a corny dad, mm-hmm. and he keeps like, eking out these wins. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of into the storytelling of it. I'm not a Shane fan at all. It's not, I wouldn't be using Shane in the way they are if I was mm-hmm. writing the show. As like be, one of the top guys <laughs> on the brand? Yeah. <laughs> I'd figure out how to like bring up Aleister Black in a better way. Why and, would you mm, want to do that? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, obviously, I'm not saying it's what they should do. I'm just saying at this point, at this point, I'm just looking for writing that makes sense. You sure. Fair enough. I, I do. So I did boo, and then she said that, and then, see, everyone, look, I kind of knew I uh, posted it. I just wanted to post the interaction because I thought it was it happened, and it was super interesting of her to say that. But I think part of me is kind of upset with Roman Reigns for the fact that, like, he has this great story that he's, I'm not saying, look, he's got to use it, but he's he's so uh, he's such an ineffective professional wrestler that he's not able to bring his shoot story to his work effectively. Like he doesn't feel like a guy who's has overcome any adversity ever. He feels like a guy. He still feels like a guy who's been handed shit. Uh, I look. I will say this. I am now. Uh, I am no longer sort of weekly tuning in as much mm-hmm. as I used to be. I right. still watch here and there. I know, and we got. So we'll, we'll, sure we'll get there. We'll get there. I look. I again. I will. I will not blame him for it. I don't. I would never blame what any. What flavor of, is uh, that? Uh, lime. Duh. Sorry. It's okay. this thing we do. If, no, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, I have lime too. Uh, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I, they have not capitalized on it. In a way, like they didn't do, they tried to do some poor taste versions of it when he was right. still d- dealing with it. And and now if, yeah, it does feel like it's always, or he's an afterthought and it's, you know, I think he's talented. I said it three years ago on the pod. Like yeah. We both agree we liked him as a wrestler. As a wrestler, he's great. 
Yeah, and that was probably just, around the time he had the match where he had one match with Sheamus at Extreme Rules when they were like fighting for the championship. Oh my god, they taken killed, it way they back. Killed each other. And I was like, what a match! Like, you know what I mean? I, I earned a lot of respect for both of them. Yeah. But he, he just is a constant reset button. It's like he gets, you know, like every wrestler has lulls, right? Like AJ Styles like hot for a minute, and then he has a title. He gets stale. You get tired of the whole Southern charm mm-hmm. thing, whatever. And then he's got to go away. And then he comes back with a match that blows you out of the water, wins something big, and you're back in he doesn't have any of the like regular rhythm of the of of a show that goes 24 hours that that goes uh 52 weeks a year you know what i mean like yeah i there's no there's they didn't change anything about him when he came back you that's always a good opportunity to like change the outfit we said at the time i said new music new outfit cut the hair do something (laughs) nothing nothing just it's we're we're dumb we will easily be tricked and our brains are just like oh this feels fresh and it's just like roman might have a new haircut that's all we need to see or he's wearing like a sleeveless hoodie instead of a vest which by the way i actually like his new i like it too his by the way he was like uh like like we established i was very close at these shows yeah very close. and i don't know if i've said that i was very close uh um, tremendously close, many, many close. But I, I, uh, I had. Uh, we love close, right? People, we love People. the close. We love close. But I, I, I. Uh, Roman was looking jacked in person. Mm. Yeah. His arms were looking nice, and yeah, his shirt sure. ripped also. And I was like, Ooh. rip the fucking shirt off. Do we finish the job? But. But still, the logo, whatever's on the front of that thing, is like the worst drawn thing I've ever seen. It's got a dog <laughs> on it. He he's not. I'm saying he is not. Like think about John Cena. Even I would even like Roman if he, even if he just copied John Cena. Like if he came out and was like, "Yo, it's I do this because for people to like never give up, man. Like whatever. Like I I'm here. I came back after four months just to see you guys to inspire you guys. Even that, fine. I'll sure. I'll take that bait. But he he uh he what he's doing is the guy who when you mention his kids, that's too far. Right. <laughs> Which is fucking corny. He's like uptight. He's yeah, like an uptight guy. If I, listen, I don't have kids. All right. But if and when I have kids, talk shit talk, about them all you talk want. Talk about my kids. Well, that's not gonna like put me over the edge because I'm calm and collected. I'm not gonna, yo, you don't talk about my kids. That's boring ass like machismo bullshit that doesn't come from the ultimate face of the company. Right. No. Well, and didn't they like AJ and Samoa Joe just had the "Don't talk about my kids and my family" storyline right. yeah, like so three months ago? So. It also works for AJ because he has his wife and kids. His kids, you've, we've seen them. Yeah, they were props. We've seen a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They did a whole thing with them. It also just feels more organic to him. I don't he know. He looks like a dad. Yeah, he yeah. Looks like he a dad, has like a dad. And he has a bunch True. of kids. He yeah. also has tattoos of their birthdays on on his fucking uh, oblique. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rome, there was a, that Roman commercial a few years ago where he's having the tea party with his daughter, but oh, that's it. That's all yeah. we've seen, you yeah. know. Uh, yeah, Samoa Joe had the uh, Samoa Joe had the book, the uh, the good good night, uh, AJ. Like oh yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, whatever. So we talk, look, we talk sure. about Roman. Let, we try to make the show not shitting on Roman. He's kind of at the mid card now. It's fine, but he is truly more generic put, put than pop- any wrestler in the whole roster. I was there all. No, he had. Just like truly, no, the only thing interesting about him is that he is labeled the guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. He's, I mean, he, from what I understand, and I don't know too much about him, but uh, he seems like he's just like, whatever you want me to do, I'm ready to do. Yes. I don't think he's like begging for a new storyline. I think he's just like, I show up, I do well, I right. get paid. That's, he's not begging for like purple pants and a no. short haircut, no. which yeah. is what I would be pushing for, for him. 
Yeah. Purple um, uh, I, I mean, like uh, I, I like when he like kind of like he shaved he, he well when he grows his beard out it looks good and then he does like kind of a shape up or whatever mm-hmm. and it looks all right. I'm not even worried about that. I'm just worried about like he he does he, he's wearing literally I was looking at him I was like he's wearing baggy pants like yes. he was in the ring wearing like baggy I was like come on guy this is professional wrestling yeah well but it's not there like they made Dean wrestle in those stupid jeans for oh, five God. years fake jeans for five years jeans Ambrose yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's. I want to talk to you about your taste before we don't get to it. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, yeah, Raw and SmackDown. Look, we cover the stuff. I got a bunch of stuff to talk about here. Do we want to talk about how Lacey's not sassy? I don't. That's not the word I would use to describe her at all. Right. Uh, fine. Yeah. yeah, we can talk about that. But I want to hear more about like, what are you watching, man? Like, what, what, what? What's your wrestling consumption right now? Uh, yeah. What are you watching the most? What gets you the most excited? Because you're not uh, watching Raw on SmackDown, right? I watch. Look, I watch Raw on SmackDown. If somebody goes, you really should watch Cesaro Ricochet or something, or, right? Or if I scan YouTube or if I see something, I kind of after the fact. I'm not really watching all of it or even fast forwarding through all of it anymore. I will watch stuff. There's people I like. Uh, I'm not watching anything. Uh, I will watch a pay-per-view. I still, I watch Money in the Bank. A right. ladder match is fun. I like a lot of the performers. It's hard not to, for me, just to be very excited about New Japan still. to like. It's like nothing I think I like more in wrestling now, other than a, like a live PWG, than like a big New Japan main event. That's the, my favorite thing. She's like, cool. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I I, uh, I mean, I, um, I last week I was talking about Dominion, for like, uh, I watched the whole show, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I haven't really been watching full New Japan cards. Well, uh, there's too much. I mean, there's too much of that. Yeah, Super Juniors is like, how are you going to watch every show? Like, I'll watch the matches, and I'll try. To, I didn't get to all of them, but like the stuff in the tournament. But then there's four matches also on the card. Right. It's like, are you going to watch all of it? It's too much. It, it's it's look, it's too much all around, especially because. I feel like I have to cover WWE, and part of the genius of them is they got so much content that it kind of yeah. just they even if it's not good they uh, drown out the other content here. But I've been trying to actively combat that. I actually watched uh, I watched an ROH. I was watching uh, their last show uh, just randomly. I was like, yeah. I just put this on in the background uh, just to be like, I gotta watch a little more. But so I, I was making this point. I want to get your take on this the, uh, a couple weeks back. I feel like nothing in professional wrestling feels as important as the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Yes, yeah, 100%. Title. And it's kind of crazy because I don't think New Japan has the best talent I, I, I now. Uh, I don't disagree with that. You could, you could, I mean, it's it's arguable, but I mean. That's a great roster. It's great. Even now with all the, with everyone leaving. Even yeah, when still. I was looking at the, with the Super Juniors tournament. Right? The G1 is the G1, stacked. Not the, is stacked. The it's, like, it's like a WrestleMania every day. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like it's true. insane. Although the brackets seem a little uneven. They're a like bit, bracket uh, A was like the good one, no? In, in, in Well, as far as star power but, is concerned, but right. like Cobb, Ishii, right. Ishii, Moxley, are like the, I'm so excited for those, but they're the, they're a little bit down on the star ranking. But Ishii is like my, one of my favorite guys. He's I, one of the best. I, I see. Uh, Ishii is the bald guy, right? Mm-hmm. He, and he's kind of like he's kind of like a pit bull vibe. Yes, right? he's the stone pit bull, and yeah. he's, oh, he's one of my stone pit bull. I saw him wrestle Omega in Long Beach. Yeah, it's freaking awesome. That match was fucking crazy. Did you ever? Did you see the, their G one match last year? It might be my favorite match of last year. It was I Omega so. uh, and Ishii won? I Which guess, was the match alert. where they did? They did a like full Nelson suplex onto a table. That's from, Long Beach. Oh, that was Long Beach. Yeah, that was fucking. I was like, what are you guys? What are you doing? That's one of those <laughs> spots where you go, oh, they're not going to do that. That's going to be a tease. And then they just fucking did it. I don't it know what's insane. wrong with these guys. 
Oh yeah, it's crazy. Well, well and Abushi and Naito, for God's sake. Yeah, we talked about that last yeah. week. Insane. Because I was comparing that. I was like, the the news of the week last week was Goldberg. Undertaker right, right, tombstone right. each other on their head. I'm like, guys, no one's talking about that Nido spot where I was like, we almost watched him get decapitated. <laughs> like, yeah, scary. I, I, yeah, Kota Bushi's head, like that looked horrible. That was terrible. Well, and I don't think that spot is even the one that scared me the most in yeah. a weird way. That one looked the worst, but I kind of felt like he scraped more than he banged. If that makes sense, right. he sort of scraped the side of the apron with his face. Uh, but then the Nido just head, but they're still headbutting each other right. after Shapata almost died. Like they're still like I don't like that stuff. But as no, far I as no, I don't like the stomping. I don't like stomps. Which in, I oh, don't like, like, that, like when uh, Brian got a concussion at Mania. You mean yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's true. Because that uh, Kofi did a retaliation stomp, right? Yeah, and I'm sure Brian was like, "You stomped the fuck out of my head," because that's he likes that. Yeah, I mean. Right. It's it's very effective to look at, but maybe not the best thing to do to a guy who's had a history. Yes. Where's an Apple Watch? Yeah, right. Um, but also, people were complaining about that. It's like if he contradicts, it's better for his game. If he's a like, heel, yeah, yeah. He should. He we should. I want to see him burning fossil fuels. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh-huh. You don't want it to actually. You want to, you want to catch him being a fucking hypocrite. Yeah, but that's fun. Yeah. Oh, you're saying New Japan? You think they have the most talent? Like oh, I'm well, thinking I don't about like know. NXT I, and WWE. I'm just saying you sort of said I don't think they have the best roster, and I would say they're at least equal. I was just trying to defend yeah. them, but yeah, as far as like top level talent, they're still even missing the the elite and everybody. Like, ah, it's just the people I want to see, and it's partly because of the presentation. But the people I want to see wrestle the most in big main events, there's still so many people there, right? Well, look, there, there's like four different points floating here. I just want to say that, like, because I, I think I feel like what you're saying that I think is so interesting is that New Japan, when you watch it, they make it feel like it's kind of it's it's more dialed down, right? It's not as theatric, right? Uh, and it looks like a boxing match, right? Yeah. It has yeah. like it has like some about the white, and there's like photographers. I've said it like this: there's like people on the side. Typing up like old school, yeah, like uh, articles like on the fly, yeah. like, on like typewriters. I don't know. There's so many people doing statistical fake right. jobs or whatever. <laughs> right. It seems that way. Yes. It's, it's like Dragon Lee like flew over a table of guys. Right. Just do, working like doing what? Yeah, right. Drawing reporters. little pictures on a, a writing no- classified yeah. ads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the camera, the the quality of the footage is a little bad. Like it's it's like not as good as oh, HD yeah. quality. I like yeah. that. Which I do like it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, I think that yeah, the way they make uh, your, the main events feel, and the way they book, and the way they book the title, and the way they book all the talent. Like there's people that lose a lot. Ishii loses a lot in big matches, but he's still awesome, and you feel like he can win at any time, and right. you root for him as opposed to people that they truly like in WWE cool off. And, that's and how I MMA lose works. interest on in right. people, right? And I lose interest in WWE on people I really like. That's the, yeah, sort of the difference. That right. happens a lot. I it's, think it's like there's people in New Japan who get I think booked badly or lose a lot but I still sort of have the same level of excitement whereas WWE really makes you not care like Goldust like Goldust is awesome and the match at Double or Nothing obviously is a perfect storm of events but he comes out he kills it everyone loves Goldust again and it's like yeah he was awesome again in his 40s and they just let, they fucked him over. Like, it sucks. Right. It really sucks. Because then I had to remember, oh, I like, oh, Goldus is great and right. could have been great for years. Right. Like, that's the difference. So Yeah, I mean, uh, 
I mean, the gold dust thing is a whole confluence of events. Like the gold dust thing, I compare to like, I mean. When I was watching that O.J. Simpson documentary, you know, like you're like, yeah, yeah. Well, I, like I never truly understood as a kid why everybody cared so much about the O.J. case. And uh-huh. then you watch this documentary and you're like, oh, it's because this was so many events. This was like the uh, uh, this was the confluence of so many different events and yeah. uh, 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 the tone of the country all put into one thing and it's almost weird i mean it sounds insane to compare but it's not really because that's kind of what is amazing about professional wrestling how it imitates real life yeah uh, and how that's why our president is a professional wrestler <laughs> yeah. uh, all of famer WWE all of famer yeah is like that's how that that gold dust thing it's like all, all the events of being screwed over and wrestling mm-hmm. uh everybody's frustration pent up pent up and it's like the explosion of that was yeah cody dustin a match that we were supposed to see on a what on a wrestlemania that just like they dropped the they story said line. no they didn't no one wanted to see it and <sighs> i get that like yeah at that time it would have been a different story and this well, one has stardust it, versus mo- gold dust but yeah. like you there was there were all these starts and stops with gold dust he was remember they were doing these cool promos with him like talking to the camera oh, a year yeah. or two ago yeah and i was like oh these ones. are pretty cool remember gold us yeah. when he was like a kind of a weird scary guy this is gonna be cool done gone and it's just like oh over and over again like frustrating and then it tricks me into thinking i don't like half the roster which is not true whereas new japan i like a whole roster I, I mean you know as far as people i liked before and i'm into they get to show me exactly their abilities and like they're all but functioning at the highest level totally. or, and, but i think that the most interesting aspect of it is the promotional kayfabe like that's where, part of it for sure because right? like okada to me is the most like he is like a uh unicorn to me like he <laughs> he's so important when i see him i'm like oh my god it's fucking okada like like i <laughs> yeah i, was I met him to, in long beach i paid ten dollars to shake his hand really? oh that's awesome yeah. that's a good ten dollars yeah well, really just, yeah. just for just for the height comparison i think we're about the same you're about oh. but you're tall taller, taller than, than him yeah. yeah he's tall but uh like I, you know um like I was talking to Ziggler and I was like, yo, I just I want to see you wrestle like Okada, man. Like I want to see you wrestle. <laughs> yeah. And that was the that first was awesome. guy I mentioned. And it's because he is the IWGP heavyweight mm-hmm. championship. And there is an aspect, to be honest, like as Americans, foreign veneer helps. Like the fact that it is, sure. th- that it's like Japanese makes it feel like, I don't fully understand a lot of it. It, it, it gives it, it makes it feel like more special and mysterious Yeah, there's to me. a mystique to it. Like the Tokyo Dome, when I went to the Tokyo Dome, I think I was yeah. there like a week before you were. Yeah, I, you know, was, I, I went to Corrigan Hall. Right. Yeah. And I went to like just... I don't even give a fuck about stadiums at all in America. I live two <laughs> blocks from MSG. Sure. I would take a piss on the thing. I don't care. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything about MSG. Like, MSG never seems f- like you hate MSG. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a cool. lot of people have probably peed on that building. <laughs> yeah, to yeah, be yeah. fair, so many people. To be honest, yeah. so many greats. In New York, it's a sign of endearment. Uh, but uh, I, I would. All right, I like MSG, but I'm saying. The build, so I guess if like You're Billy Joel's b- playing in MSG, maybe it's not the best example. But like Tokyo Dome, when I went there, I was like, I gotta take a picture in front of the Tokyo yeah. Dome. So I think that also that also helps. But I wonder how Japanese people view like WWE, like a WrestleMania. Well, they do well. I mean, they do well out there. So like, they're yeah. still superstars. They're like, going to Tokyo, yeah, uh, shortly. Yeah. Right, but I mean, I, I don't mean obviously they. They're into the WWE product, right? Like, I think there's still a mystique, is what I'm yeah. saying. Mm. Like, wrestle, you know what I mean. But anyway, uh, but there's just something about that uh, uh, that, and I think 
It's why, like, Jericho was like, I gotta, he, like, he, he couldn't, he was so attracted to it. Well, he didn't, yeah. I mean, he he's smart. I think that he said, like, he never saw a Kenny Omega match right. before he wrestled him. So I think he just got wind that it was, like, a cool thing to do. And then he obviously, like, wrestled the new people there as well, still going back to his days in Japan. Right. But, like, I, for, for sure that's part of it. But I don't think, I think, one like, after that's over with, you, like, I think everybody is truly on display doing their own thing in a lot of ways in New Japan. I think, like, you can, I think the people there succeed with booking, but also, like, they're doing their own thing. They're not getting told what to do. So you're seeing, like, the true prime alpha version of them. Not alpha, but prime. Like, the ultimate versions of them as wrestlers. Yeah. And that's what, that's the appeal to me. Well, they're it more is, artists. They're, they're, they're more artists than actors or whatever. Yeah. You know, put it simpler. I'm just saying, like, and you can see it with Moxley. Moxley is now the prime version. He's the ultimate version right. of who he was. And you can feel it in, like, his ability and, like, his presence and his aura. Right. And it's like, that's, that's I think, even more powerful. Because I agree that, like, it is cool. It's like, it's Japan. Like, we're a bunch. Because, like, my parents, I'm like, we're going to Japan. They're like, oh, Japan. Like, it's yeah. some big thing. <laughs> and then some people were like, including me, are like, oh, when you go to Japan, was everybody, like, taking a photo with you? And it's like, no, no, no one gives a shit. No. Like, I'm uh, just a tall American guy. A tall like, drink of water. Yeah, <laughs> no one was pointing and staring at me. Here's the other thing. As a man who sat very close at Raw and SmackDown mm, this week, I don't know if yes. we covered that. Very close, tremendously close. Very close. Check yeah. the Instagram for proof. Um, I did wonder why I was screaming as like a as like a bit, and the ref actually turned to look at me, like just like, "Is there a problem?" Wow. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> but okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. Uh, it was as good as the New Day pancake. Which, by the way, I said on this podcast, if I caught one, I would eat it, and I fucking caught it, and I ate it. How was it? Yeah. It's great. It's just a pancake. Standard pancake. Yeah, standard pancake. Okay. But, okay, mm -hmm. so I'm saying, WWE, I love WWE, I'm a WWE mark forever, I'll be mm -hmm. a WWE, it'll always be my thing, you know, I love mm -hmm. it. Um, when I'm at these shows, very close, tremendously close, <laughs> I I'm, I see Rollins and Kofi in the ring holding two heavyweight championship belts, it's like... Obviously, it's not going to feel that important when there's just two champs. Sure, they yeah. Have one red belt and one black belt. Like it, I couldn't right. help but think, like this is stupid. Like you know what I'm saying? Well, and they've barely kept them separated, and now especially, right. like yeah. separated. Yeah. I get it. If there's a true brand split, right. And you're like, these are two different shows, and they can effectively brand them. Which, by the way, I think it's so cool to have like SmackDown and Raw, and they can create some kind of actual competition, which is a story they've right. Fake so ineffectively told. Every right? time they tried, yes. every time. Yeah, they've been trying to do it for years now, and it's just right. It's nowhere. It, it no. They, uh, uh, so I'm saying, like, when I see the two titles, how could I not feel like it's diluted? I love Kofi. Sure. I love Seth Rollins. They're both awesome. I like them both. They both are great. But it's hard. It's hard to not feel like when I think about Kenny Omega, who I love so much. I think about how much he had to chase. That IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Yeah. I was like, I cannot believe that New Japan has the balls to not slap this title on him. And it'll be like yeah. a full year go by. I'm like, he's still, it's still Okada? This is unbelievable. And they might not have even done it. There was like behind the scenes stuff when he got the title. When like, right. like it might have been like another two years before they were going to put it on him. If they were even going to do it at all. Who knows? Right. So yeah, it's it makes it feel but I mean they've had a lot more title changes this year than they have in general. Well, the I mean that's why that's a because the Kenny Jay left. White uh, the uh, the uh, what well, that's his name right? Switchblade Jay White. Jay yeah, White. Yeah. 
not a fan. Uh, and I, I don't know why they. Gave I him think that you're going to come around though in a year or two because well, I he's young because I I have a I had a similar feeling. Because because I was going to say also to make the point, like, I think you can feel it in New Japan because guys are truly on display. Like they are showing you what they can do. And I think they pushed Jay very early, very early. And it's like at that time, I think you're like, yeah, OK, but he is really talented. Like I was at and his he's first a lot PWG better. show. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, yeah. He had like the white pants on. Yeah, he wore the white. And yeah. he had, like I was like, oh, that, that feather tattoo, uh, you know, not a fan, but all right. <laughs> yeah, that uh, Pete Dunn was at that uh, Bola. It was Bola, was I it? believe. Um, I think I'll double check that. Uh, yeah, I so think it might I think Bola, he's yeah. gonna. I think they're. I think they're right. I think he got pushed a little too early. I almost because he's like the Bullet Club leader now, and I don't know that that's so working immediately. Osprey to me after that uh, Bushi match, I felt like, oh, if you want like a Gaijin heel, he's seeming like he's got a mean streak now. Yeah, that he was missing before. So he's he I Osprey's an example I think of like a more organic transition to being in the top of the card in New wait? Japan. Well, apparently yeah, he's, in G1. He, he's been putting on a lot of weight, right? Like so Yeah. He, uh, I think that's his goal. Yeah, uh, uh Tulo had told me that he he had said in an interview that he hasn't he this is the first year he's ever started working out with weights. That's funny. Interesting. Uh, but which makes sense because he's an acrobat. You know sure. what I'm saying? Right. So I, I imagine that. But the thing I've been saying, Osprey is like this guy's putting on the best matches I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, year after year, right at the middle of the card, forever. You're like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I and I can't figure out his gimmick. I'm like, I mean, if you're gonna do it with size, that's always good. If you can look like a heavyweight, that's always good. And he's looking a lot beefier, so that's great. Yeah. But I'm always like, he's got a sword. I can't figure this guy out. Like what? I, well, but uh, isn't there a lot of New Japan guys where you'd be like, I don't know what their gimmick is. I just sort of feel like I can feel their personality. Isn't that sort of what the gimmick is? Yeah, but I'm saying he's staying in the middle of the card constantly. Like where I'm like, oh well, if he wants to move up, he's got to. He just got to make it more well defined. I don't. I don't know. I feel like he's. I feel like he just. I sort of know his personality, and I maybe I can't articulate it very well because like Naito, Naito is like a lazy guy who doesn't care. Right, like Okada well, is like gimmick. Uh, I'll never be my bag. Yeah, I mean, but he's great. Uh, but not like what is Okada's gimmick? That he's just this like boy king, like that is just the greatest wrestler yeah, on the yeah. planet. He's kind I of like a privileged rich kid, right? Kind of. That's what I always thought. But to me, Osprey. I, I, to be honest, I give the Japanese guys a pass because they don't speak English. So it's kind of like I'm like, hey, he looks cool. I'm sure they know what it is, and I like what he's doing, which is shitty, but yeah. it's just the truth. But Osprey's a guy who has like a lot of heart. Like he's a guy who like really cares and has a lot of heart and wants to win. Yeah, he curses you, a lot, and he curses a lot. And you see him, and now I feel like you see him more of a mean streak this year, especially right. in the Bushi match with the the blade thing, the hidden blade uh, move where he just jacks the guy in the back of the head with his forearm. Like I feel yeah. like that's I feel like he's on his way and the G, being in the G one for sure like he's gonna be in the main event soon. I think right. this will maybe be his last year with the junior heavyweight. Uh, all right, a couple things on uh, on WWE we can talk about. Like um, I wanted to talk about uh, 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 a couple things. Uh, I'm gonna talk about Firefly Funhouse. Have you seen it? Oh, uh, I haven't seen the newer like a week or t- I've seen. I've seen maybe two or three weeks ago. Yeah. So both one. at Raw and SmackDown, the crowd was going nuts for the Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, this week was good. They love it. Like, they, yeah. people are like, they're like, 
they're fucking thirsty for Bray to come out. Well, you know? they start showing not, you know, the, the crowd. old thirsty where they, you know they just want something more. Not, it's not they're not so horny. Not sexually thirsty, okay. guys. You guys ruined the word thirsty. I just want to let everybody know you've ruined yeah. the word thirsty. Um, but yeah, like uh, I feel like there was rumors that he was going to come out at Raw. So I think oh. that's that's apparently what was going around. You know, I try to steer clear of dirt sheets because why the fuck would I want to know that? I want to just see Bray show up. Sure, yeah. Exactly. But I think we're going to see him at Stomping, Stomping Ground. Grounds. That felt like the last Firefly. It had like, at the end, it had a little montage. I love the little montage with like the different versions right. of the Muscle Man dance song. Yeah. The R&B version was very, very good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I just don't know how this translates. Well, that was wrestling. my question. I mean, I think everyone is liking those. And I liked, I would watch a couple of them. And I would be like, one I would like, and then the next one I'd be like, well, that one isn't as good. Yeah, yeah. But I do think, like, the audience just wants, please, something different. Something Thank different, God yeah. this feels like a fresh thing, and it's right. like the weirdest thing on the show since they botched the Broken Matt Hardy stuff. Right. Well, and everyone loves Bray Wyatt, so it's like to see that, him have something that is successful, I think, right. is meaningful to the audience. Yeah, He's that's looking true. good. He, yeah. I think uh, Matt Hardy, you, that you just reminded me, like, I watched Matt Hardy chasing after that 24-7 title, just running. And I just, oh it made God. me so sad. He was sad. in that group? Yeah. I, I didn't just like, see it. I know he's getting a nice paycheck or whatever, <laughs> and he's probably just like, hey, he's at the twilight <sighs> of his career. Yeah. He's kind of like, you know, Jeff's not there, and he's, you know. I but mean, I mean, I, the, 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 there's really no excuse to botch the broken gimmick. Like, that that was the hottest thing wild. in pro wrestling, and it could still be going, and it could have been, Something that could have snowballed. It could have been like the broken universe. Is a, think because look at what he, Firefly Funhouse was essentially some kind of version of that. Right. Really, yeah, yeah. And it was so hot. They couldn't have Matt like he didn't even need to be on the road. They couldn't have Matt and Jeff just on their compound with w w two two producers making like the best fucking videos. They they made this twenty four seven title. Why not have it like that? Why wouldn't that have just been like something that Matt introduced that's going on in the compound? Right. Like, just have fun over it's there. It's wild. It, th th that's, I think there are so many things from watching weekly and that have just like chips away at you over the years. And that is one of the biggest ones of me going, oh my God, just do it. And like, stop selling the fucking gimmick out on commentary. Like, you have an Undertaker, a 50-year-old Undertaker <laughs> who you say is like dead. Like, you kind of pretend he's a real dead That's guy. That's a great point. They'll and, sell fucking Taker to the moon, but they completely sell out Matt Hardy's whole they, thing. Right, and they sold Stardust out. Like, I like Stardust. I feel like there could have been a cool, weird gimmick you could have done with him and Goldust. Right. But every time they'd be like, okay, Cody, and you'd be like, go fuck yourself. Like, right. what is the problem? And then Matt Hardy, the same thing where it's like, Matt Hardy should have been like a big time, like weird heel manager and taking people in and making them broken. Yeah. They could have crafted an insanely he cool thing. Bray. He, he had Bray. Bray. And he literally threw Bray into the lake of reincarnation. Right. But could have been a, He could have been the heavyweight champion of the broken universe. Take the title right. and make the title break like- it. Break the title. Break it. I mean, I'm all about breaking titles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. But like, what did Bray look like when he got broken? Oh, the same as he always did. Yes. Why not make him look oh, like- he showed up back at Mania and just was like, then they were a tag team. Right. Like, he didn't beat them. There was no kind of like, that. that's the problem with WWE that like, it's the thing that it's, it, it prevents them. They present it, look, if you're going to present it like New Japan as a, as a sports show, right? right? It's sport. Like, the kayfabe of them is like, this is the same thing as a big boxing card. Right. 
but it's not right. And like, so when Jericho goes rogue, it's like, oh my, it's like, uh, it's like Tyson biting Holyfield's ear, right? Yes, yes, so, right. So, yeah. but then wrestling, WB is like, oh, this is more than that. This is entertainment. They love flashing entertainment, entertainment. Yeah. But, but then they don't lean hard enough into the. In, they don't lean into hard enough into story, which is where the entertainment comes from. Right. Entertain the biggest shows have like stories that you're like vested in. But then they like start and stop with stories. They don't even remember. They don't keep it consistent at all. They don't hold themselves to a high standard no, of storytelling. No standard sure. at all, I would argue. Uh, but it's also, there's no, it's a, Vince would always say it's a variety show. And what I'm actually happy, extra happy about when we talk about AEW right. and Double or Nothing is I was worried Tony Khan kept saying sports presentation, stats, and you're like, okay, right. I don't know what the stat. I like the idea that wins matter in the sense that people are affected week to week right. by it. I don't know if I need a necessarily like a chart that shows me who's won, but double or nothing to me at least proves that, uh, we're the sports entertainment is alive, mm -hmm. but it's a, hopefully a much better coherent version of it that has many right. different, when I say variety, like Vince was talking about, the show doesn't really have that much variety. Like the closest thing you get is Bray Wyatt and you get Broken Matt, but the thing is so watered down and not treated as serious as other aspects of the show. So you're not really getting like a thing where, I feel like it wouldn't be easy to make three hour raw, but if like 25 minutes was this weird psychedelic Matt Hardy thing. And then another 25 minutes was just like a straight ahead angle with two of the rest to whatever Seth Rollins and AJ Styles going at it in a normal right. way. Like then that's a three hours you could watch every week because yeah. it's different, but the whole thing feels so same. And now hopefully what we're getting with AEW is true variety in the show itself, which makes a show feel much easier to watch than having to sit through raw when everything feels exactly the same. Same. Yeah, we'll, we'll see with AEW. I, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I know, I know that a lot of the problems that we're talking about, they won't run into because they're not gonna. Part of WWE's big problem is they have so much content to fill, so many talents to keep relevant. Sure, like they yeah. have a lot of stuff. So, so they're already like no, like they're they're baby stepping, which is going to be one of their greatest allies. But yeah, of course, they're as long. <laughs> As long as they keep their championships meaning a lot, which it, meaning they have to worry about bringing the about like guys like Moxley like bringing in the New Japan title and yeah. and all that stuff. Sure, like that could be that could be confusing to people turning on TNT. Like, wait, what's that title? That's oh, that's not part of this. Yeah, and I mean, maybe you don't show the title, but I think like even if they uh, even if they bring in people for three months, it's like a guest star on TV. Like, I I I don't know if it'll happen, but like New Japan partnership with them would be the greatest. Like, you bring in like Ishii or Okada for like six months, and they're like a guest star on a show, and then they get defeated and then go away like that sounds awesome and I think I would people would get that easy they're, like I don't they're think they're definitely open to that right yeah for sure I mean I think the problem is I mean the problem is Ring of Honor's partnership with New Japan and then CMLL right. which is the partnership with New Japan and they're now partners with AAA right it's a whole thing it yeah, I, I don't know how that all I don't know how all that all sounds messy like you think <laughs> about just the tip of the iceberg was was the Neville thing right like the Pac oh, situation God, where like yeah. their first show they had a problem with an, another uh, promotion's title already. Sure, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Now, you can make the argument that that was kind of Pac being, like, a little stubborn. Or I think whatnot, it was, yeah. Right? Because they perfectly weaved in the AAA uh, uh, titles sure, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I do think, you know, there is a beauty to what WWE does. Like, there is a simplicity to it that I think they're going to have to figure it out. But I'm excited. I mean, I'm, I'm pumped. 
I'm so pumped for the fire. I want it to be the fall already. Well, yeah. Well, I, hey, hey, listen to this. I want the summer to fly by. What kind of talk is this? That's crazy talk. What kind of talk is this? Is the best. I'm like, get rid of this summer. Who cares about summer, baby? Yeah. <laughs> I, who, who cares? Except for there's like a couple shows at least, you know, yeah. to hold us over until the fall. Yeah. yeah. But so I'm saying like one thing that WWE keeps getting into is like, and I, and I get messages from people, mainly too low. Uh, and and it'll be like, yo, this is awesome. The thing that they do really well is they make mistakes, and then they have somebody get on there and call out their mistakes for heat, right? Yeah. So like, Miz will come out and just be like, Shane, uh, like no one wants to see you on the show like this, and everyone's like, yeah, they're going nuts, and you're like, hey, that's heat. You can make the argument that's heat, but it's like. I feel like look, I, I I I'm on this Facebook group. I look once in a while because I was at it. I'm not a poster in general on anything, yeah. and I do think uh, once in a while I see stuff where like you guys are like ascribe not you because who knows? There's so many people in there. Yeah. You ascribe this logic to WWE that I don't even think. I think you're giving them way more credit yeah. even than they deserve <laughs> about like like oh they who knows that they know that people are annoyed by Shane like who knows that I I wouldn't believe that for a second I think that like once in a while they're probably like using some like real logic and real like well, life I, I, th I think Vince might not know but I think some of the I think the writers well, know well that's fair I guess that's fair I, the writers probably do a lot of them know not everyone but yeah I'm sure some people know. I just, it's just. But then, like, Alexa Bliss got a lot of heat by saying it barely, like, you peaked in NXT, and everyone was like, right. whoa, and it was like a big diss. And then you're like, that's like, it's like, to me, it reads as like selling out your joke. But like, was, at the end, you go, like, all right, well, that didn't go well. And then everybody fucking laughs. It's like taking that as a laugh. Like, oh, I, I, I killed. That was that. That's also bizarre, though, because that's acknowledging that, like, they were uh, at the height of their power. They were doing so much better in our own company booked differently. Right. That's such a crazy thing, because I know that, like, that's that's true. But, like, you're making yourself look bad. I mean, they make themselves look bad with the writing over and over again. Right. Oh, it's frustrating. Um, We got a cash in here. Let's listen to this. Hey, sorry, guys. Uh. Use this one instead. The previous one was too long. I know you like it down to a minute. So please run with this one or nothing at all. That's fine. Oh, no. So we couldn't this cut that Mac, the producer, Jabroniak. <laughs> and I uh, <laughs> just want to cash in on uh, Tuesday SmackDown. My favorite segment was when uh, Shane McMahon came out with Elias and uh, Drew McIntyre. And then Miz dropped a great promo saying how uh, uh, Shane is ruining uh, all of uh, WWE uh, Mondays and Tuesdays. That was a great promo by him. Uh, R-Truth was in that segment with the uh, tag team afterwards. And uh, that 24-7 uh, European championship that he is defending, 24-7 uh, title has been a hit for me so far as uh, fun segments. And then uh, Drew McIntyre with probably my – it's got to be the best finisher in the WWE, that uh, Claymore kick. Uh, he got to show it a couple times, and it looks tremendous. So I want your thoughts on that segment. And on uh, Monday, I felt uh, uh, Cesaro looked really strong. And I want to know, is he just going to be a good hand, or are they going to give him a push sometime? Would love your uh, feedback on that. Cheers Keep on it, guys. Cheers up. Um, mm. So I got to tell you, I was very close at the shows this week. Mm. And um, I, uh, oh, what flavor? Lime. Yeah. Dime. But I, I, um, I, uh, I was watching Drew like give the Claymore, and he mm -hmm. did like four of them in a row on SmackDown. <laughs> so it, um, 
he hits his leg like his slap yeah, of yeah, his yeah. leg is so fucking hard that like it gives it's such a loud pop and such a it is such a big guy going completely horizontal with the map in, in the yeah. mat in the air it, it is a fucking de- it looks so devastating it's like yeah. this guy's like a he torp- this guy's like fucking 500 pounds torpedoes himself at you foot first he's one of the this side real quick side note a pwj was in the bathroom this was Reseda, and i went to the bathroom and i came out during the main event and uh drew mcintyre has got roderick strong up in his arms oh. just whips him into the wall right in front of me in the back like oh in front of, i was yeah. so scared like i truly <laughs> i had gotten used to it a little bit because i initially was like scared of how close everybody is to but i was pretty much fine but i was like oh shit yeah, like this yeah. the energy coming off them and yeah. just how big mcintyre is the thing with drew is that whenever i saw i saw my pwg twice yeah and he it it he looked exactly the same way he looks now. Like he wore the full leather duster, like sleeveless duster. Yes. And you're like, what is this guy doing here? He's such a like yeah, a yeah. fucking phenom. Like he, the other guys are like Roddy Strong, and they're all like great, amazing wrestlers, but they're small. Like they gotta work the indies. This guy's feel like a guy's not need to work the indies, even though I know he was in WWE, and that's why sure. he left and he came back. But you're like. I mean, this. I mean, this guy is amazing. So one thing about Drew McIntyre, I want to say, as a performer, he, I think he might be the most like believable, uh, like ruthless guy, like the most yeah. evil, yeah. like just say like a true piece of shit guy, like yeah. uh, in a way, like. Well, he's believable. He's got the yeah. believability. Um, yeah, he's like, I mean, because the people forget already because of his massive transformation when he was in three MB. Yeah, and like he was doing goofy shit. Yeah, and like, and he's I've have forgotten about it. Like I just go it's like this ruthless, strong guy. Yeah. So like it's believable. I mean, he has like that thing that Lesnar has, where you just like sort of buy it completely. There's yeah. no even like suspension of disbelief. I feel like I know, it, but there's something about him where I think it's so valuable. A uh, bummer to waste on jobbing out to fucking Roman Reigns. They I agree. really yes. need to Drew. They really need to build up. Drew, like, yes, for he needs to beat Cena at Mania or something. He needs to, like, do sure. they need to, like, make him scary, like, have him. He, he's such a star to me. Yeah, the best thing he did was that angle match, I feel like. That was the most high-profile thing he did, and I thought that was booked pretty well. And oh, well, he, he tapped him out with the ankle lock. Yeah. That that could have been a great Mania match instead of it's fucking Baron Corbin match. should have been the Mania ma- match. It's crazy yeah. that it wasn't, because it was like also like a much longer match than Angle had at Mania, yeah. and a much more dramatic match. And like you would have really got a, gotten everyone invested, and then I think everyone wouldn't have felt so you know bad about it right. after the. Well, fact. they had to put him with uh, Roman Reigns at Mania, I think, to make that seem meaningful, right? Yeah, they had to make. Ro- I, I know why they booked it. They were like, "Oh, it's Roman's big comeback." Right. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't have brought Roman back till after Mania if I was them. But I guess they felt like they needed Roman on the card. I, I guess, know. yeah, I guess it's um, just yeah. Anyway. All right, so before we go to stomping ground predictions, uh, you were telling us a story off the air, which is always the biggest problem with this podcast is the second I get talking to my wrestling friends, we get, we get it, we talk well, about you things. roll down the hill and it doesn't, you yeah. can't remember what you were going to say anyway. Yeah, yeah. And then we're like, fuck, the microphones weren't going. That was a great, uh-huh. that was a great thing. But you were talking about your buddies with Zack Ryder, right? Well, yeah, now we have a theme park friendship. Uh, yeah. It's mostly text-based, but we... We met, and I said this story on Podcast to Ride when we had uh, uh, Zach on, uh, is that I met him at John Hennigan's wedding, uh, Johnny Mundo's wedding. Right. 
and um, it was toward the end of the of the night, and I wasn't like drunk or anything, but I was, you know, I had a couple drinks, and I said, John, you should introduce me to Zach, and he should do my podcast because he's, I know he's a big theme park nerd, right? And John, who's like the nicest person, like hesitated. For, I was like, oh, you know what? That's a uh, too big of an ask. Don't don't worry about it. And John's the nicest man, and he was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. So he walked over. He goes, right. hey, he was my buddy Mike. He, you should do his theme park podcast. And um, uh, Zach Ryder went, what's it called? I've never heard of it, probably. And I was like, oh, uh, it's called Podcast the Ride. And he's like, yeah, never heard of it. Hey, what's the best ride in uh, Magic Kingdom in Florida? And I was like, uh. Peter Pan. Uh, <laughs> and I go, well, you, or no, he didn't say, actually, now that I think about it, he didn't say Florida. He just said Magic Kingdom. And I went, oh, you mean Magic Kingdom, of course, in Florida. Uh, he goes, well, that's the only Magic Kingdom I know about. And I was like, well, you know, they do call <laughs> Disneyland Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom. So yeah. sometimes you could say them of the two Magic Kingdoms. Right. And he's like, it's Space Mountain. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> like, also, I don't blame anyone for like trying to blow me off about doing a podcast. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to be offended. But he like, started challenging my knowledge. So then for the next couple of minutes, uh, I had essentially uh, a pissing match with him of like trying to impress each other with what we knew about theme parks. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't like I, it was not the friendliest situation. <laughs> I, I mean, people probably get snobby about parks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and Miz and Miz was right behind us. Like kind of every time somebody, I'd be like, well, have you ever been in Walt's apartment on main street? And Miz would be like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So like he was just trying to hype both of us up and then. That, uh, that it feels like Miz. Yeah. True to form. Yeah. And, uh, so then. Uh, that was over. Everybody was like, "Whoa, that was crazy!" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." And Do you like, think you won or lost? Uh, my friends were telling me I had won. Who knows who won? You know, at the end of the day, this is not the pro wrestling confidence I'm looking for. I won, of course. Yeah. I won. <laughs> of course you won. Of and course you, I you won. Came out victorious. One, I, two, three. Yeah. So, but anyway, so I didn't talk to him after that. And then, like a month or two later, uh, he I noticed he followed the podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then it was like he would like it was so funny because I was like, oh, we're going to have him on. He doesn't he doesn't I don't think no. And then uh, he would like just send us pictures of like him at the park. Like we do a Star Tours episode and he'd be like, here's a picture of me when I was a kid. He would just tweet it at us. And then I'm like, hey, man, you want to do the pod? And he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. So then we did it last November. And I was like, hey, um, and I wasn't what, trying to be. Survivor Series weekend? No. Oh, he was. Yeah, it was, right, it was around that. He was not in town for that, though. But he was around that time. Wow. Uh, and I was like, Hey, you remember? And I wasn't trying to be too big of a dick or anything. Oh, do you remember this time at the wedding? And he's like, Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, so you acknowledged that it was contentious. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, but anyway, he's a, he's a good guy. He he's another he was Long Island just... So I'm on his side, but I, I, uh, that's fair, right? Oh, Look over you. But yeah, I mean, I went to Disney. I mean, uh, I went to Disney every single year till I was like 28 years old. Disney World. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Disney World. And he's coaster. Yeah. Visit. Yeah. Was Me go too. I was, I was, drove down. I'm from Illinois and we would drive down. Yeah. That's what we did. That's what we do. Crazy. Is Illinois further than New York? I believe it is. (laughs) It might be be about the same. It might be about the same because the the flight. How many hours does it take to get there? Flying is like two. No drive. I don't. I haven't done it forever. Uh, It would take us like two days with stopping at night. Yeah, us too. It's like eighteen hours, something like that. It's probably. I think it might be twenty twenty one for Chicago area. 
Well, it depends on the speed you go. My dad is very cautious. Mm. But my right. dad was a Richie. Yeah, my dad's a huge right lane mark. Mm. But uh, my uh safety drive. first. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, but, uh, like we, I would go every single year, and we, I'd be, I've been to those parks like a yeah. bajillion times. And we wake up, we get there like at seven when they open, and then go all the way through the magic hours, and like, uh, yeah, because yeah, uh, it's like yeah. Christmas, so it's a stay open to like one a.m. Right. Yeah, of course. It's you're just like on Splash Mountain on repeat at one a.m. That's the best time. The last hour is the best time at yeah. the park. It's dark. There's a lot less people there. You're like, why are you open? There's not enough people in the park for you like to justify. It's just more of like a PR move, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, there, there has like after the last fireworks show is when people clear out generally, right. Right. and then that last uh, couple hours is like a bonus round. Right. But that's the best. People washing the streets and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Like you can see people trying to get like, we're ready for when you leave. Right. I did. Do you ever do like, my first job out of college? I did. And you guys, we talked enough about wrestling. All right. Get over yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I did. The, I did this thing called the Disney Institute. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Have you done that? I've no. Because uh, like I had a big corporate accounting job out of college. And yeah. like, if you accepted the offer, because there's like four firms that are really competitive with each other. So be like, if you accept, you get to go to the Disney, you get to go to Disney with them mm -hmm. at the end of your internship. And said so I accepted and I went like it was like a whole fucking week yeah. of like like going around the park doing like scavenger hunts and also like learning about the business model, going through like the tunnels underneath. Oh, yeah. That's uh, great. One fact I remember remember and it was also like kind of dirty. They had like Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they were like some of the humor that they, they have like their own set of characters for the institute, like one some like some like horny science lady or whatever it might describe it. I like the sound of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> she was pretty nice to me, but I won't get into the details. But no, um, no. like one thing they said is that you can never not see a garbage can in Disney, on, yeah. when you're in a park. Like oh, you'll right, never, right, right, if right. you look 360, you'll never not be able to see a garbage can. Right. Which I always, so I always test that anytime I'm in the park. Yeah. There's like no garbage on the ground in Disney World ever. Right. Like if you see one, someone's gonna get it in a second. Yeah, right. and I like I and uh, I like turned around. I was looking, and I oh, and sometimes I'm like, see, I caught them, and then you're like, nope. There's a trash There's can. one. There's always yeah. one. That's not like how it is in Japan, though. Uh, well, Barely a trash can anywhere. <laughs> yeah, Japan is that behavior of the Japanese people. And they need to cut that out for me. <laughs> you want more trash cans? I can't stand like, I'm, but by the way, the place is so clean. I love it. I can't wait to go back. I have nothing but respect for Tokyo and Japan. Amazing. But uh, there's literally no garbage cans. Anywhere. You're responsible for your own garbage. Yeah. That's what LA is like, I'm finding. Uh, yeah, like but not no on purpose. But That's because yeah, LA is a piece of shit. Accidental. It's not a cultural thing. It's because this place is broke. So they're like, less pick less garbage pickup choice. Yeah. yeah, true. But like I'm saying in, in, in Japan it's like people don't eat when they're walking around. Mm -hmm. Right. Like you eat in the restaurant even if it's like a Starbucks. You don't walk around drinking your coffee. <laughs> yeah, right. You don't drink. Like that's what because I like I like having a bottle and I like walking yeah. and drinking yeah, but yeah. no, they At don't the like that. Time. Like if you're on the subway eating you feel crazy. You're like a yes. pariah. They don't like that. Not that I'm having a full meal on the subway but I'd say even drinking a soda can on a subway is like a wild. So the whole my whole experience in Japan I would describe as Looking for a garbage can. Yeah, 100%. That is exactly <laughs> what we were doing. I took my McDonald's cup out, was drinking the rest of the drink, and yeah. then we were just blocks and blocks of like, where do we put this? I we guess have to go in a restaurant okay. to do it. Yeah, but then that's it. probably against their rules, I yeah. would think. Yeah. Did you go to, what's the, the park called? The Under the, the Sea? Disney uh, Sea. Disney Sea. Tokyo Sea? Tokyo Disney Sea, of course. Yeah. 
I, was, I went there. I was very pumped. It's unbelievable. It's great. That, that park is beautiful. Uh, it's it's yeah, most probably the most beautiful park. Or it's one definitely of them. the coolest looking, the best designed. One hundred percent. There's every place. You, every place you stand in Tokyo Disney Sea is designed to perfectly be beautiful, like a postcard. Yes. Like that's not the same thing in every. Disney Park, yeah. but like any which way, every corner, if you look and you try to look at another part of the land, you go, oh, that's beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful right here. Oh, it's like it's everything is like you can tell everyone designed it to be this perfect work of art. It's yeah. insane. It's amazing. Um, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I love parks. That's it. I, I want a WB Park. Yeah, I, sure. I feel like it's a great idea. What I mean, would it's be a- like an attraction at a WWE Park. Well, got the John Cena World, which will just be <laughs> John Cena World, uh, <laughs> which is uh, like the hustle roller coaster, the loyalty uh, there's handshake. A, there's parlor. a <laughs> yeah, there's like a army, uh, like a military recruitment center in there <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, uh, you can do, make your own uh, freestyle rap videos. Yeah, uh, a store that only sells like cargo jorts. Yeah, the oh chain, God, yeah, the chain gang, uh, the chain gang. You can buy um, chains. And then you have what? What? What would be other? Well, okay, if you, you have to like make a, s- a park, right? And then it's like, the, let's assume they design it like Disney World or whatever, where yeah. it's like, uh, where it's like zones. So you're like, oh, Frontierland, whatever. What would be the layout of a WWE park? That's a good question. I mean, you want? I would think you would want like a spooky area, so it would have for to be like, boys, like for all the scary yeah. boys. So yeah, you could. It's obviously like anchored by an Undertaker. It has to be Taker, right? Storyline to yeah. Taker Cemetery. There was a mortuary. At, Yes, there was a Hollywood Horror Nights out here maze based on The Undertaker like 10 years ago. We got to bring that back. (laughs) And they have to bring it back or they have to make it a permanent theme park attraction. So I would, you would have to make like a dark ride about. I don't know if I go. Taker loves to drop Jews on their head. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I I can go. We're going to leave that part out of the narrative though. So. Nice <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so be there'd be Taker Cemetery would be one of them, right? Yeah, and then you go through his like, yeah, you go through his life, and Kane is in there, and Paul Bear is in there, and all the and other. And you could put a Bray like the Firefly, uh, like uh, sure. may walk through Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, the yeah. Firefly Funhouse. Uh, Obviously, the Firefly yes. Funhouse. How can I fuck that up? Uh, uh, it would have to be that. Yeah, and then you could put. I'm trying to think the other scary characters. I mean, uh, you'd have to probably have like the Hulkamania zone, right? Well, that could be attached to Cena Land, like all American. Yeah, I America. mean, you have the Hulkamania Cena, like even put Roman in there, like the good guy. Well, there guy. should be like an American Samoa section for. <laughs> there should be Samoa. the emb- They should just put the embassy in yeah. there. But uh, I think it would be more gimmick based. You'd have like a uh, mm-hmm. like it would be like Hulkamania. That'd be like the the all American like take your vitamins. Yeah, yeah. eat hot dogs and shit. But then you'd have the Stone Cold Zone. I think you would. Have, I think you'd have a Stone Cold would have his own Star Wars area. <laughs> like the three sixty. Well, wouldn't it be like Attitude Era? Maybe maybe more based on that or no? I feel like I would base it around certain stars. Yeah, that's well. Austin's ride. What would Austin's ride be? It would be some sort of a vehicle. It could be a, be a beer bar. truck. Yeah, a bar. There, like there, a there would be a bar rest. next to it. It would be like you know that Fast and the Furious thing at Universal or whatever. Oh, it'd be like that. Yeah, it would be terrible. <laughs> you get in the uh, the Austin. You get in the beer truck. Yeah, that's I like that. I, I think though you got to make it little mini beer trucks though. I think it's so you oh, they have cute. more mobility yeah. as far and you can like really like Indiana Jones out here. I love that. You can shake it out up more. Great ride. I like that ride. Great ride. Maybe it's exactly the same and instead of the big like a uh, Mara thing with a big stone skull, it's just a smoking skull. It's some sort of weird right. uh, rattlesnake. rattlesnake temple he's in. Yo, this is a complete tangent, but uh, uh, tangents uh, okay. um, <laughs> unnecessary plural. 
The Back to the Future ride. Mm-hmm. When I see that they turn that into the Simpsons, mm-hmm. I get so pissed off every time. I'm like, uh-huh. why don't they keep this Back to the Future? Like some things can't just be classic. It can't like stay well, Back to the Future. Universal, or, uh, Universal has nothing but like disdain for its history. And Universal will just except for like E. T. in Orlando, which is just I think there because Steven Spielberg is alive. That rides jabroni status. No, E.T.? Like, he says your name at the end, but I, I don't well, like that's that. that's not like why I like it. I'm that's just, why you like it. You like that old when party he gurgles, trick. When he's like, oh, Michael, thank you. Carlson. Michael, Michael Carlson. It sounds like the tape is like is stuck in his mouth and he can't. No, I no, E.T. is fantastic. Um, but that's like the only old ride they have left. Right. Everything else has been. Jaws is gone. Jaws is gone. Except yeah. a lot of these rides are still in Japan. In oh, Osaka. So you can go on Jaws. You can do the backdraft. Uh, that's coming out. Our new episode on the backdraft ride or <laughs> attraction. It's like an experience, like a seated situation. Well, yeah, you would just walk. You would just watch a boring movie of Ron Howard and then Scott oh, wow. Glenn and Kurt Russell talking about making the movie, <laughs> and then you'd walk into a room and the room would set on fire, and then you would leave, and that's right. it. Right. But the, you can see all that stuff still in Osaka. You can do uh, Back to the Future was there up until like a year or two ago, I think. So like yeah, you I mean, could have done it, but in my mind, like some things are like classic. You keep them. Like I love that out here they got the uh, the the water world thing Stunt that they show. tried to close, yeah. right? Well, they didn't try to close it. They're, they're gonna close. It's it's a matter of years at right. this point, but it's still very popular because it's a pretty impressive show. They still shoot a fucking plane like out yeah, of the nuts. thing. It's not into the water, but like that will be gone. But yeah, that's that honestly is I think a kind of a happy accident that it's still here, right? Because, like, it's just a high-capacity thing. It eats up a lot of people, and people still like watching that plane. But I think that's going to be gone in a few years, yeah. unfortunately. All right, let's quickly look at the stomping ground card. If you want to hear more about uh, that, you can hear a podcast. Yeah. All right, check out the, the, the yeah. very good. Uh, I'm going to start listening. I've been meaning to. I'm glad you're in here to, to remind me. <laughs> uh, but I gave it five stars, which would be nice if our yeah, listeners yeah. here, we got way more listeners than ratings on yeah. Apple Podcasts. I mean, we're stuck. I don't, I don't understand. None of you want to give back to me. It's unbelievable. Uh, just go on there, give five yeah. stars. It's for free. It takes literally one second. I just did it for Carlson while we were sitting that's here. That's very yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We, I feel like we don't have enough. How, uh, what, you had a nice amount. You had like 700 or something. That's oh, pretty well, that's good. good. We that have is like, good. We have like 300, <laughs> oh, okay. which is ridiculous. But some of the, the, maybe it's just, maybe you always want By more. By the way, but it I goes see other, down. I think Apple deletes them or something. Oh, because I see other podcasts, they get like 3,000, and I'm like, well, what the hell? I don't know. It's just Jabron. I mean, people, no, there's no respect out there anymore, but that's another podcast no respect, which we yeah. should start. The no respect. It's called the Dangerfield oh, yeah, Boys. Yeah. And <laughs> we just talk about Rodney's jokes. Hey, hey, hey I get none of it. Uh, let's talk about... I just Anything to, you think? Uh, any? All right. Uh, just say. Uh, let's just look through this. See if a, a, anything you think. If you think any of these titles are going to change hands, I want to say because I don't think I, I don't like. Do you think Alexa Bliss could beat Bailey? I I don't think so. No. I just with, with yeah. Like uh, Roman McIntyre is not for a title, but I think McIntyre will win. They need to throw him a ball. I would think yes. he wins, but I don't. I honestly, I don't know. He'll cheat and he'll win. They'll have, they'll have they'll schmaz it up. But Becky Lacey, Becky's not. <sighs> losing the title to Lacey. I hope, I hope I not. Yeah. So. Seth Rollins, Baron Corbin. No way. <laughs> right? Uh, so Kofi Ziggler. I would die if Corbin uh, won. No chance. Yeah, I don't think so. No yeah, I don't think no so. Chance. Samoa Joe Ricochet. I think there's a chance on that one. That one yeah. I would say yes. But, yeah, Rick, yeah. but that belt, like the title, like you mentioned before, is kind of 
meaningless. Yeah. yeah, the cruiserweight title, I don't I wouldn't even that title who's doesn't in mean that anything match? to me. It's Tony, Tony Nese who's the champion versus Tozawa and Gulak. Oh, I mean that'll be great. I great love match, those guys. But I, a great match, but who's the champion it doesn't matter to me. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter and they don't care. And that's another situation of like even just being in a cruiserweight match makes my brain trick me into thinking I don't like them. But I was like, oh, oh all I three know. of those guys yeah. are great. Right. Well, I watched 205 Live at SmackDown, very close seat, and I, uh, uh, tremendously close, many, many close. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I was sitting, I was watching 205 Live, and I was like, well, this is a really fun show. Like the Bollywood yeah. boys, uh, uh, they Everyone's were like great. having a blast. I mean, these guys were shaking their dicks in my face, like non fantastic. That's how close it was. Uh, you know, um, it was That's beautiful. That's I, there's literally is every time I'm negative about WWE, I don't even know if I could list ten people I truly like. Don't think are good wrestlers. That's how crazy it is, yeah. and the big roster is so big. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I, but I don't. Daniel Bryan and and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery, like no way that like so yeah. I, I think the only title has any shot in my mind though too is there's a slight chance they give Ziggler the title over Kofi slight I don't slight 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 um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know slight probably I wouldn't gamble on it and Ricochet is the only one that I would bet on Ricochet winning yes but that's yeah. not necessarily a good thing I think Joe should hold that belt for a long time it feels like a new person has that belt anytime I check yeah it, that belt has no staying power yeah anyway um yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, Carlson, thanks for coming in. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening to the podcast. You can join us on Patreon. You like the show, you dig in the show, you want to support this show, go to patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling, and uh, you get access to our bonus episodes. Today, our bonus episode is a movie dissection of movies with professional wrestler in it. This movie's got bad professional wrestlers in it. Uh, McGruber. So you can listen to that right now on the Patreon. Join that. And hey, everybody, uh, rate and subscribe. Give us five stars. We deserve five stars. And uh, hey, keep watching wrestling. Kisses. Comedians of wrestling. I listen on Thursday when I go to work. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a UCB Comedy production. Check out our other shows on the UCB Comedy Podcast Network.